hello good day you are welcome this is family wisdom ministry with honor olaiko israel and uh, this ministry has been established to empower family through biblical wisdom practical living and the ministry is organized to bring about salvation to people deliverance to those with psychological or mental issues and to release the auction for God's blessing on his people. And my friend, I want to tell you that the Lord has assured me that those who follow this teaching will never be ashamed. And I'm sure that is you. I'm talking to you. But we experience God's blessing in their homes and other aspects of life. I have a beautiful topic I want to talk about, which I'm so passionate about. And I believe if you open your mouth, your, your heart, you'll be able to gain something important on uh, this today. So I welcome you to Family Wisdom with Honor Life Israel. We take a short break. Now when we talk back when we come back I will introduce the topic to you. You are welcome. I'm so happy and elated to have you back. Today, I want to focus on an important topic in marriage. And the title of this podcast is Ingredients of a Successful Marriage. I repeat, Ingredients of a Successful Marriage. And the dictionary definition of ingredients shows the, the materials that are put together by a woman in, when they are preparing food. And for these ingredients to be useful, then they have to be combined in the right proportion so that the food can be palatable. So the same way, there are certain things that we need to do for us to have a successful marriage. And when we talk about ingredients, it means that these things have to be combined together in order to achieve you know, God's plan and purpose for our marriage. So that means that we should not focus on one of these ingredients and exclude others so today i want to focus on an important you know, ingredient for a successful marriage but before i tell you about that i want you to know that marriage is god's idea and it is divine in genesis chapter 2 verse 18 the lord said it is not good that man should be alone i will make him a helper suitable for him now there are so many doctrines about marriage some people believe that uh, marriage is not honorable and those that are involved in it they cannot you know be able to achieve a holy or a perfect life but that's not what the bible teaches bible says that marriage is actually ordained of god and it is very honorable so if you are there you are not considering marriage thinking that is not for you no, you are not actually doing the right thing. Because the Bible says that marriage is God's idea. Marriage is for everyone. And God has a plan and a purpose you know, for your life. And if you ask me, what about if I don't marry? Is it, is it that I'm not fulfilling God's plan and purpose for my life? Yes, I would say yes, that is it. Because the Bible says that God said it is not good. And when God says it is not good, it means it is not good for you to be alone because he was one that instituted marriage so marriage is very very important is not is not unholy 
it's not sinful it's god is god that actually have the idea and created it so if you are not you know planning to get married it means that you are not planning to you know achieve an important purpose of god in your life so i want you to clear that notion and i want you to know about by the bible that marriage is actually honorable the, the second question is what is the purpose of marriage now there are different different purposes of marriage which can we can see in genesis chapter 2 verse 23 to 24 and one of the purpose is unity secondly marriage is meant for companionship for spiritual reinforcement for procreation and for fulfillment of god's agenda here on earth but the one i want to emphasize is that marriage is actually for unity when we read genesis chapter 2 verse 23 to 24 verse 24 specifically says therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh that particular word cleave in greek it means kolao and it's the same words that jesus christ used in the book of mark chapter 10 verse 7 and he says that for this cause shall a man leave his father and and cleave to his wife and jesus christ went further to say and these two shall be one meaning that the plan and purpose of god for marriage is that the two couple the two different people coming from different background really different uh, philosophy of life or or, or or setting they are going to come together to become one and this is a mystery just like jesus christ said that my father and myself we are one so that is the purpose and plan of god for us in marriage that means that the husband and the wife they should be able to cleave together to to be joined together in spirit in soul and in body so now they're not just two but they're just one person meaning that they have the same orientation the same perspective of life the same this the same feelings the same you know the same way they they look at things and now this does not come so easily you know it takes time for it to develop but you can imagine the 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 power that is available for a marriage in which the couple become one so that is very very important so we are going to look at the practical things that we can do to use prayer as an effective weapon of war in 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 marriage one is that you cannot be casual in your prayer life and have a successful marriage most of us we are so you know lackadaisical you know when it comes to prayer in, in in marriage and sometimes we only just engage in corporate prayers. We don't do our own individual prayer. We don't set time apart. We don't organize ourselves. And we don't see prayer as an effective weapon of war. And I want to tell you that that battles are won in prayer. Before before challenges come up, we can once you are praying, you can identify those challenges and pray against it to prevent something like that from happening. But most people that are so blind, they don't do that. And before they know it, the enemy is already very close to their door. Now, some of the enemies that is affecting uh, marriages now include barrenness. And that is a major problem facing a lot of couples now. We have sickness. Many families are afflicted with sickness, maybe of the spouse. You have indebtedness, depression, poverty, ingratitude. So mention just a few. So for you to have a successful marriage, you no know, prayer is not is, is not negotiable. 
you just have to be involved in it you have to take it as something that your life depends on it you have to take it as if your life depends on it so what are the types of prayer that we should be praying one we have different types of prayer we have a kingdom prayer warfare prayer thanksgiving consecration unity and petition and what does ephesians 6 18 says and ephesians 6 18 says that praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit so in other words the bible apostle paul encourage us that we should pray all manners of prayer we should not just focus on one particular prayer and leave the other he said we should use all manners of prayer because prayers are just like key and it is only a particular key that can open to a particular door you can't use one key to open to every door so for you to understand no, to be effective in prayer, you have to know the principles of each type of prayer and use it. When you are praying on a prayer of petition, there are principles that guide the prayer of petition. For example, when you are praying the prayer of petition, we are praying to God the Father. And when you pray to God the Father, you are addressing by His name. You don't just pray generally, and that's why some of us don't get results. For example, if you are praying to your to God as a father, you call him Adonai, my God and my father. You address him as a father, and you can ask for whatever you, you want, just like if a son is asking for a father. And if you want Lord, to get justice, you have to ask God as a judge. You relate to him as a judge. He's the almighty God. He's Elohim. You address him as those specific no names that's where you can get results you know for your for, to your to your prayers so that is the principles that guide you know petition if you want god to sanctify you you address him as jehovah makadash if you want your needs to be met you address him as jehovah chari if if you want you know if you want to you know exhort him as the as as your healer you, you know address him as jehovah rafa if you don't do this you just cover that you are praying and you are not getting results that is the principle that's the key that unlock the prayer of petition and now this key cannot unlock the prayer of thanksgiving there is another principle that goes along with prayer of thanksgiving there is another principle that goes along with prayer of warfare if you are praying a prayer of warfare for example you have to you know address god as jehovah about the lord of us you have to address him specifically with those names and when you do that you are going to see you know immediate response to your your your, your prayer so we have said that you can never be casual when we when we when we talk about prayer and uh, when you look at the story of the importunate woman in luke chapter 18 verse 1 and he spoke a parable unto them to this end that man ought always to pray and not to faint the woman was no, was was persistent. Just in Matthew 7, 7, he said, if you ask, when we ask, we continue to ask, we continue to ask, and as we continue to ask, we are going to begin to wage war in the spiritual realm, and we get, you know, a result. Now, we are going to go for, to a, for a short break, and when we come back, we round up the topic. Yeah, welcome back. The topic for today is ingredient of a successful marriage, part one. And I told you that a marriage is God's idea and it is divine. For those that are just listening now, this is Family Wisdom Ministry with Honor Olawekwa Israel. 
and this ministry is dedicated to empower families through biblical wisdom and practical living and uh, the, 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 the Lord has ensured me that is going to transform the life of family for those who will follow this teaching faithfully and make them to be successful in their homes and in other areas of, of life. So today we are talking about the ingredients of, of a successful marriage. And the number one ingredient that I'm foc- focusing on today is prayer. And I told you that this prayer does not stand alone. Just like ingredients, you cannot just use one ingredient alone. You have to combine it with other resources for the soup or the food to be palatable. So this particular ingredient is not, it does not stand alone. I'm still going to teach you two other ingredients that you need to mix with this prayer to have a successful marriage. But today our focus is marriage, is, is prayer. And I said that the purpose no, number one purpose of marriage is unity. That for the two couples coming together to cleave together. And the Greek word cleave means kolau, meaning to join oneself closely together. Meaning that couples should work towards you know, becoming one, not just two. When it means when when you talk about being one, it means that they have the same thinking, that they have the same orientation. You know, you can imagine the, the amount of, of spiritual you know, power. That will be available to two persons that are you no know, one-minded. There are no more two, that just one. Just like the God the Father and God the Sons are one. So we said that we can never be casual when it comes to our prayer life. Because that is when battles are determined. Whether you are going to be winner or you are going to be victim, it is in the place of, 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 of prayer. And we don't wait till when the battle is over before we start praying. That will be reactionary. But rather, we should be proactive and we should engage consistently in prayer in order to ensure that we have no success in our marriage. And we, we, we said that there are different enemies affecting marriage and one of it is barrenness, sickness and homelessness. And we have also focused on different types of prayer. And I said that Apostle advised that we should pray all sorts of prayer. We should not limit our prayer to just only one, but we should combine all different types of prayer, learn about them and improve on them. Then how long are we to pray? We are to pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians 5.17 And the Bible says that we ought to to continue to pray and not to faint. So that means that there is no specific time limit to prayer. Prayer should be a lifestyle. We should know that there is battle going on there and we are to win through prayer. And the second thing I would like to talk about is that through prayer, generational crosses are broken. Knowing know the kind of backgrounds that we, we have, most of us are from idolatry background, and those causes are still affecting us one way or the other. So it is through prayers that these generational causes are identified and they are broken. The ba- Bible says that uh, having um, blotting out the handwriting of the, of the ordinances that was against us, that was contrary to us, it took it out of the way and laid it upon the cross. triumphing over the enemy by publicly displaying them. That is what Christ has done for us. The Bible says that he has redeemed us from the cause of the law. So we can only enjoy that if we engage in prayer. So there are so many generational causes that is affecting us. When we talk about causes, it means that those things that is you know easily befitting or besetting or that is transferred from one generation to another in a particular family they may have uh, breast cancer 
they may have hypertension, they may have general failure. These are generational causes. And it is through prayers that we can you know, break all these causes. And also it is through prayer that we can start imparting generational blessings from one generation to another. So that is why this prayer is very, very important. And this prayer is something that we should do continuously. And to round off, in, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, Apostle Paul said that we should pray in spirit. And this is one of the powers that is available unto us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, said that the weapon of our weapon are not carnal, but they are mighty. So this weapon no, it's, it's, it's also found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where the different types of weapons are determined no, there. We have the utterances gift, we have the revolutionary gift, and we also have the power gift. On, under the utterances gift, we have the type types of tongues and interpretation of tongues. So, when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we have the capacity to speak in another language. And this is one of the power that the church have not been using. So, we, we are expected to speak in, in different types of tongues. And because when we do that, that is a window that leads us into other weapons to, for us to use, not to wage spiritual warfare. So, we should and try and cultivate to speak in other tongues as a lifestyle. So, the Bible says that we should, in this, we should pray, not only praying in our understanding, we also have to pray in the Spirit. And that is very, very important for us to pray in the Spirit. And I can assure you, once you make up your mind that you want to you know, engage in a, an altar, a prayer altar, once you set a time for it, and once you prioritize your, yourself, and you get you know, materials that you use, to guide you and you take it as important, I'm sure you'll begin to see victory in your family. And I want to recommend books that you can use. For example, when you are using uh, Warfare Prayer, Dr. D.K. Olukoya books that are very, very good in Warfare Prayer, like um, Prayer Rain and Prayer Passport. Those two books are very, very key and important in breaking generational causes and in fighting spiritual warfare. And also, the other one you can use, you can depend and rely on the Holy Spirit to give you scriptures where you can you know, write out prayer points from it, that those ones can be very specific. And you can also use some other prayer books, like, like um, devotional books, where you have different types of um, prayer that you can use. But most important thing is to empower yourself and arm yourself with those prayer and you go to battle and once you do that i'm sure that if you have lost in the battle of life you begin to see victory in the name of jesus so i want to congratulate you for for listening to this podcast and i also want to ask you if you have given your life to christ because that is the beginning because we have two kingdoms one is the kingdom of darkness and the one is the kingdom of life, light. And the kingdom of light is ruled by Jesus Christ. And if you don't belong to him, there is no way you can pray to him. There is no way he's going to make his power available to you. There is no way you can be able to pray against the kingdom of darkness and win. You can't be in between. You are either on the side of Christ or you are not with him. So you have to make a conscious decision to be on the Christ of Christ, to be, to be in the path of light. In the book of John chapter 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was, and the word was God. And the Bible says, in, in, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. 
and the light shineth in darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend it. So, Jesus Christ has been the light of the world. If you come to him, he's going to give you that light, and he's going to transform you, and empower you to win, and to fulfill his plan and purpose for your life. So, victory starts from accepting Jesus Christ and being born again, meaning that you are reconnecting back to God. And it's through Jesus Christ that we can be reconnected back to God. So, if that is your prayer, I want you to say this after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you because you have died for me. I believe you came to this world. You died for me and on the third day you resurrected. I'm sorry for all my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and be my Lord. I promise not to go back to my sin. I renounce every of my evil works. Thank you for saving me in Jesus Christ's name. So I want to pray for you. My Father, my God, I thank you for as men that has made that decision. I ask that their name be written in the book of life. And I pray, O Lord, that every yoke of sin be broken in their life. And I ask that you give them the gift of the Holy Spirit and give them the grace to be able to, the, the spirit of prayer and supplication and every power of them let it be destroyed in their life. Lord, help them, O Lord, to live a holy life. And I cover them with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. So, my people, I thank you for listening to this podcast. I would like you to help me to share the link and also to be expectant to the part two of this particular topic. Thank you and God bless you.